glad we can trust him. Sure am glad. You never go wrong when you trust the Lord, that's for sure. The time my message this morning is this, it's not the same. It's not the same. And uh, let's ask the Lord to help us now. Father, thank you again for the opportunity to bring the message this morning. We thank you for all that's been said and done already today. And Lord, the, the songs again have blessed our hearts. And, uh, and Lord, we just thank you that there's a song in our heart because of you. I pray, help me as I bring this message. May I bring it with the right heart attitude also. And, uh, Father, I pray for thy power today as we preach. And, Lord, if there be someone that's here not saved, Lord, I pray that the conviction be so strong that they would want to come and be saved today. Lord, I hate for anyone to miss heaven. And yet we read in our scriptures many that will. And so, Father, bless and help us now today and help me as I preach. And I'll thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Lord in this portion of scripture was warning people about false teachers. It was a problem way back then when our Lord was on this earth and he knew, of course, what a lot of things were being preached were not true. And, uh, uh, but it was a problem that happened way before this time. The Lord at that time was, was, was warning the people, but it was something that had been going on uh, from day one. In the Garden of Eden, I think about how that Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, God had told him, God gave them his word and told them what to do in the Garden of Eden. And God very emphatically told them not to eat of that tree there in the garden. And yet, what did they do? They then ate of it. But what was behind their eating of that fruit that God told them not to do? It was somebody preached to them false doctrine they brought this you say who was it it was satan uh, it was satan the lord had said you know uh, don't don't eat of that but then i i think you know then satan came along and said this is the words he said ye shall not surely die wait a minute that's what god said you eat of this you're going to die and satan came along and said oh no you're not going to die can you imagine how he appealed to Adam and Eve? You think, well, you know, they should, and I think this too, they, they should have known better because they had God's word. You say, well, you're talking about the Bible. They had the very words of God told to them. But here, here don't, don't think that, that uh, they were more blessed than we. We have the word of God too. And the devil came along, and that was in chapter 1, verse 4 of Genesis. And then, and then, then what did he tell him in verse number 5? He told him there that ye shall, ye shall be as gods. And the devil came along and said, hey, why you eat of this here? You'll be gods. He was a liar. But he was preaching a false doctrine. You know, I, 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 I look at uh, that God said, to us in, in, uh, in this portion of scripture, uh, verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. You, know, you talk to a lot of people today and you go so and you find this out. A lot of people say they know the Lord. Yet I believe they don't know the Lord. They know the Lord like the devil knows the Lord. Devil, you know, he asked the devil, devil, you believe in Jesus? Yeah, sure do. Is he your savior? No, but he's the Lord. You know, he, ha he has this idea. He knows who Jesus is, but yet his message is always a lie. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think the devil has a problem with, 
with preachers in churches and Sunday school teachers who don't preach the truth. He doesn't care if there's a new church, as long as they have a perverted gospel. But the Lord said, not everyone that says in me, Lord, Lord, and look at verse number 22, that what these people were doing. They, they, and now notice what, what was happening here with these folks the Lord was talking about. He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, there it is, have we not prophesied in thy name? They preached in his name. The Lord has spoken to my heart. Well, what else? And he says, and in thy name have cast out devils. Well, sounds like a pretty good thing to cast out devils, isn't it? I don't want devils being in people. Is there such a thing as, as the Lord casting out devils? Yeah. Then what else? And in thy name done many wonderful works. Why, isn't that something? They were doing wonderful works. Isn't that a good thing to do? And they were doing it in the name of the Lord. Why, then it must have been okay. And so the Lord said, how wonderful you are. What did he say? Look at verse 23 again. And then will I profess unto them, who? The people who have prophesied thy name and cast out devils in thy name and done many wonderful works. He says, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work what? Iniquity. Wow. These folks were claiming they were doing the work of God. They were claiming that what they were preaching was the truth. And they were doing it in the name of Christ. There's a lot of things being done in the name of Jesus today. That is not that. But our Lord let them know about all of this. And he says, I never knew you. And when it says never there, I believe this, that means they were never saved. They did not, these were not backslidden Christians. These were not people who lose, lost their salvation because you don't lose your salvation. They were people who had never been saved. Never been saved. And yet what were they, what were they doing? They're prophesying in the name of Christ. They were casting out devils in the name of the Lord. They, they, were, they were doing all these things. They were doing wonderful, wonderful works where I'm sure people come along and say, man, I mean, how can they, look at all the good that they're doing. How can they, what they're doing be wrong? God said, I never knew them. And cast them out. I never knew you. Well, if that could happen then, I believe it happens today. What scares me today is the attitude that people have that everything is okay and everything is pretty much the same when it comes to the things of church. There's many different kinds of churches, isn't there? Some of you are going to think I'm really going to be mean this morning, and I just want you to know right now, you're right. <laughs> I hope the devil thinks I'm really mean. What I'm trying to, going to try to help you with here this morning is to understand we're living in a very dangerous time. Now, we're all, our minds are occupied with what's happening in Israel right now. They're in a very dangerous time. But I believe we're in a very dangerous time in America today where we have bought into this idea of, the, of, of Christianity that is like what we just read there in the book of Matthew. I believe... What's happened is this, that we've learned 
to, we, we, we've learned this, we've learned how to play church. You know, you may be sitting here this morning and not be saved, but you're playing church. I did that for a long time. Before I got saved, I went to church all the time. I went to church as a little baby. My mom took me. I went to all the things. I went to youth activities. I went to so many different things. I was a part of the church. But you know what? I knew what was expected of me. And I did all those things. And yet, if I had died, I'd went to hell. I got to know and understand what was expected and how I should behave. These people here knew about all these wonderful things there, but they did not know the Lord. They were, they were into false things. They were trying to say, uh, you say, well, how could it be false if they were doing the name of the Lord? Evidently, they weren't preaching you need to be born again. And by the way, there's only one way to heaven. You know, the Bible said there about that, that one way that it's narrow. And that means, I believe it's talking about this, the only way to heaven is the Lord Jesus Christ. But people learn to play church. And then what happens, they get mad sometimes. I get mad sometimes, don't you? I get mad about things. But here's the thing. You know what? We need to make sure when we get mad, we don't go looking for something else. Don't answer it out loud. But has your spouse ever made you mad? Be quiet. Sit there and be quiet, lady. Because if you speak up, I'm going to be mad. You don't go looking for another spouse because they made you mad. My son one day made me so mad. I take it back. Many a days. One day in particular, you've heard me tell the story, we had a nice minivan. And I was out working on the house trying to get things. We had an old house, 1865, or I think it was built, 1864, somewhere in there. And it's always needing something done. And I had that car in that, in, that, in that carport, and I always kept it nice and clean and shiny. And I walked around the house, and I looked, and there's Mark with a rock in his hand and scribble on the hood of my car. I go, what happened? I don't know. Guess what? I got mad. I didn't, I didn't want to take care of things right then because I'm afraid I would have killed them. I said, throw that rock down. I threw it down. I said, you get in the house. I'll be in later. Okay. You, went out. you ask him after the service today, Mark, why did you scratch your dad's car? He will still tell you to this day. I don't know why. I know the devil. He made me mad, but I didn't go looking for a new son. Thought about it, but I did not do it. Didn't go looking for a new son. Why? He was my son. You know, sometimes people make me mad. Sometimes we could get mad even in church. It's not time for us to go look for something else. Because here's what we do. When we get mad, we start looking at for something that will make me happy. A sermon like this may make you mad when I start naming things. You can go and find someone who doesn't, but I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll get you in trouble, you see. People go somewhere else to get what they want instead of what the Bible says. Some people don't like the name Baptist. I'm glad to be a Baptist. If you're a member here, you're a Baptist. 
because it's called Heritage Baptist Church. You say, well, the name really doesn't matter. I've heard people say, well, in heaven, there's no names of different denominations. No, but I'm going to hang around John the Baptist. I don't think God's going to make him change his name, do you? And remember Sunday school class? We found out that the Lord said there was none greater than John the Baptist. So the Baptists are the best. But some people have a problem with the name Baptist. But I look back in the Word of God, and I find in the early church, it, you know what, I just, I just look at those early church folks, and I find out, you know what, they were just like Baptist folks. In fact, I believe they were. You say, what makes you think that? Well, what happened? They got born again first. You know, go to most churches today and ask them, how do you go to heaven? Well, you just got to do the best you can. If you go to a real Baptist church, I mean a real one, not just in name only, but a real Baptist church, they'll tell you you must be born again. But what happens, they, 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 they had to be born again, they got saved, and then what did they do after they got saved? Oh, they got baptized. Why did they get baptized? Because the Lord said that's what we're supposed to do right after we get saved. So what happens? How do you think about a Pentecost? I don't believe the church started Pentecost, I believe it started before that. But I think about the Pentecost. What happened? The people got saved, and what did they do? They went down and got baptized. Now, do you think they all had, that they had a closet in the side room there? They had a bunch of baptismal robes so they didn't get their clothes wet? I believe they went down to the waters in their clothes, were willing to do that and get wet. I know of folks, I know, don't get mad, but I know there's been folks before, they wouldn't get baptized because the lady thought it would mess up her hair. Boy, it got quiet. <laughs> I never had any men do that, though, especially bald men. Amen? Never did. Never did have a problem with that. What did they do? They got saved, they got baptized, and then what did the Bible say? Well, that's right. There was something else involved there, wasn't it? They were added to the church. And, and what happens? They began to, to mingle together. They began to worship together. They began to work together. And, and, and God blessed in a mighty way. When I look back at the, in, the, in the Bible there, I look at these churches that, as, as they started out there in the beginning when, in the New Testament. I find out, you know what? They were, they, they were Baptist churches, I really believe. They maybe not have the name, but I believe that they were when you stop and look at it. Because I don't, I don't find in my scriptures here that anyone said, oh, you want, you want to go to heaven? Then you need to come and get sprinkled. Now, we're a little bit kind of on the sprinkling part, too. You say, what do you mean? Any of you ever tried our drinking fountain back there? Uh, kids all know what I'm talking about. You push that button, the water should come right up to your mouth. You push that button, and all over. I've seen them standing on the side of the fountain over there pushing that button, just watching for a lake to form over here on the carpet in front of that door. I told Brother, Brother uh, Davenport the other day, his kids were trying to get a drink of water. You know, it's always funny, and the new people, they have no idea about it. You say, well, don't you warn them? No, I like a good laugh, amen. You watch them, Paul. <laughs> and what do they do? We sprinkle them out there. That's a Methodist water fountain. Amen. But I look at my Bible, and I don't find where, where people came, and, and, and what they? they went down in the water. Remember that Ethiopian? He was busy reading the Bible, and Philip came out there to him and led him to the Lord. How wonderful that was. And then what did he do? He says, hey, I need to get baptized. Yeah, you do. He said, what's, what's going to stop me? And he found a puddle of water out there, found a little bit of water. And he went and got baptized in that water. Then what's the Bible say? I look in the Bible there, and I find out they were saved, they got baptized, and they were added to the church. I don't find that they sprinkled them. 
I don't find where they preach to them, you do good, be really good, and you'll make it to heaven. I don't find that uh, they gave them the Holy Eucharist. I don't find that they said, well, you, what you've got to do is kiss the Pope's uh, 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 ring. It's not there. And yet that's a part of religion today. They got saved, baptized, and added to the church. Sometimes folks don't like preaching at a real Baptist church. They say, well, you're too strict. You're too narrow. I'm not afraid of narrow. Because that's what God said about heaven. Go back up to verse 14. We just read it. Just going to show it to you again. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Well, you know, I'm a preacher. I mean, just isn't everybody going to go to heaven? No, most everybody's on the other road. And if they're not going to heaven, that means only one thing. They're going to hell. So, man, I don't like that. I want to go somewhere where I don't hear about hell. Yeah, well, you know what? If you die without Christ, you'll hear about hell all the rest for eternity. And so what they do, they want to get out of a Baptist church and go to a generic one. A generic one. A few of those is the charismatic church, the Lutheran church, the Presbyterian church, Methodist, the Episcopal, the Catholic, Church of God, Church of Christ, Assembly of God, Mormon, non-denominational. You say, you just mentioned one or more of my family's church. Probably did. Let me tell you something. There's something real and there's something that's not real. Things that are different, may I say it, I say it I've said it quite a few times, things that are different are not the same. At least when I, when I, when I read about most of those names there, there's one that, 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 that's in there that most people think is all right, and that's called the non-denominational. Like I said, you know, the guy told me one day, he goes, you know, when we get to heaven, there'll not be a certain sign on the door. I understand, but we're not in heaven right now. Right now, we need to be in a place that preaches the word of God. Now, there was a day when you saw the word Baptist on a sign, you could pretty well trust it. But in today, you can't even trust that. Now we have non-denominational. I think that's really bad, too. You say, Why? It doesn't tell you. It's like this. We're, we don't know what we are. We're a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mix it all together and we just have fun playing our drums. Yeah. So preacher, I don't think you ought to be so mean about that. I, think about this. This is what this exactly what I'm talking about. Making it where we kind of understand it and really bringing it to where we live. But that's what was happening here. The people were saying, but we're, we're prophesying your name. We're casting out devils. While we're doing many wonderful works, we feed the poor and we, we, we support the uh, pro-life and everything. I mean, thank the Lord for the things we do right. But the thing is, these folks, God said, I never knew you. A lot of churches today are dropping the name church. I like the name church. I like the name Baptist, I like the name church, and I find in the Word of God, I could give you a lot of different illustrations of it. Ephesians 5.25 says, Christ loved the church. 1 Thessalonians 1.1, 1, 1, he's writing unto the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1, unto the church. And we find in the book of Revelation, there's seven churches. The people now, since COVID, well, my church is in the house. No, you're in your house. You need to be in church. 
had one guy says, oh, we just, we gather around the TV. You know, you know why they like gather around the TV? There is no offering plates coming out of that TV. <laughs> Amen. You know, preachers up there saying, all right, ushers, you come at this time and take the offering. And they sit back there and eat another potato chip, drink another sip of Pepsi Cola while they're taking offering. We're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves. You say, well, God didn't know about what the internet. Well, don't tell me God didn't know. God knows everything. God said, don't, don't use that. You need, to, you need to not forsake yourself of the assembling together. But now they're taking the name church off, and now it's called fellowship. Assembly. We used to have in the public school, assemblies. There was nothing spiritual about it. Fellowship. To me, it sounds like a picnic. Amen. If you look at a lot of folks in these churches, they look like they're going to the picnic. I was thinking, you know, if you want to drink beer, you can go to the Catholic Church. You can go to the Episcopal Church and the and the and the Lutheran Church and the Methodist Church and even the non-denominational church. If you like to dance and jump around, bark like a dog. And have holy laughter. Yeah, don't, don't think it's, 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 I know it's funny, but that's what they do. They'll bark like a dog. You say, what is Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit don't make you bark like a dog, amen? You can, you can, you can jump around and dance and bark like a dog and have holy laughter. You go to the charismatic church. If you like to gamble on that and the lottery, you can go to the Catholic church that has Vegas night. Remember our church bought a, an old uh, monastery for Hiles Anderson College. And one of the things that was there, you, you see what was going on at that monastery? Well, it hit the paper several times where, where cabs would come in there, the people, all of a sudden a cab would pull up and a prostitute would get out and go into that monastery. If you went downstairs, I could tell you where it was at. They, they cleaned it out. But there's where they kept all their liquor. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't, have a, I wouldn't give a penny to that kind of stuff. I wouldn't darken the door of that kind of stuff. Well, preacher, you know, and you understand, not everybody in, the, in, the, in these churches, they all drink, drink their beer. But I tell you what, you ask every one of those denominations if it's all right to drink, and they'll say it's okay. Have you ever heard from here that it's okay to drink liquor? No, you've never heard that here. If you want to... Do the lottery and the gambling. We got all these stores now. All of them now come in and play. Is it called Pennsylvania Skills? You know what that is? It's gambling. And here it is in Martinsburg. That's why, like I said, you can go to the Catholic Church for that because they have their Vegas night. If you want to go to church dressing like you're going to the beach, you can go to the non-denominational church where you can wear your shorts and your flip-flops. I'll be honest with you. Someone comes in visiting, flip-flops on, shorts on, you know, I'm going to welcome them. Amen. I'm telling you what, God's people ought to stand. We ought to be a little bit different than that. You go, well, you know what, we're just, we're just going to, we're going to sit there. And they, got, they do, they got their Pepsi-Colas and their coffees, you know, and their, and their sandwiches. And they're just having a good old time while the preaching's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get back to the truth. Amen. Yeah, but we're, we're prophesying in thy name. We're casting out devils in thy name. We're doing many wonderful works in thy name. And the Lord said, I never knew you. 
a bunch of generic things. Same thing with the Bible. Amen. You said, I figured you were going to get around to that one. Or King James Lane. You say, why would you do that? <laughs> because it didn't have a name on it. I remember one guy came to me when we were down that old building down there, which is our school. A man said, you know what? We ought, to, we ought to name this name. They named this lane. I said, yeah, we ought to. Well, we can name it. He goes, what about King James Lane? I go, that's great. And so we put King James Lane. Do you realize how many people drive by? And Brother, brother uh, uh, Davenport said, I finally got to drive down King James Lane. Because it, down there where they're at, WVGV, the radio, we're on there two times a week on that radio station. And he always hears, hears me say, uh, uh, just come, turn right, uh, turn left at Lock Mountain Road, and then turn right on King James Lane. He said, I finally got to drive down King James Lane. And guess what he found down King James Lane? A Baptist church. Someone said one time, preacher, what would you be if you weren't a Baptist? I said, I'd be embarrassed. Amen. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I picked that. I just I stole that little statement from someone else. But if you don't like the King James Bible, there's plenty generic books. The NIV, the RSV, the New American Standard. Living Bible, New Living Bible, New King James, the ESV, the CEV, and we could go on and on and on. Generic. It's not the same. All those are called Bibles, but they're not the real thing. There's something generic. In other words, not the same. And like I said, I'd make that statement again. Things that are different are not the same. You know, if I brought a Animal has four legs, fur, long tail. And it's sitting there going, meow. And I brought this other furry thing over here, and it's, row, row, row. that was pretty good, wasn't it? I'm not good at cats. I don't like cats. And I said, they're the same. You think I was nuts, right? Some of you right now are going, we think that anyhow, preacher. I think you're nuts. They're not the same. Of course they're not the same. And this book is not the same as those other books. You, sound, you see, preacher, you just, you just, you're really on that narrow, narrow way. I just believe the truth, amen. If you go to the store and you look at the label of generic things, it'll say comparable to or compare with. And you know what? They're not made by the same company. I'll be honest with you. I don't care if it's a cookie and it's not Oreo. But if it's a cookie made by some company that's generic, I'm eating it. <laughs> but don't mess with my Bible. Don't mess with my church. Now with the word Christian... Many now say that they're Christian, and what they mean is they're not a Jew. But my Bible tells me that there's not a whole lot of Christians. You say, why, why, what makes you say that? Because of verse 14, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Why, the verse before it, before it said that there was a wide gate and a broad way and leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go thereat. Now, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I think this. Where one says many and one says few, I got the idea. 
Many means more than few, right? I have to say most people are on the wrong road. Why? When we live in a country where there's churches all over the place? Because few are the real thing. They preach the real truth of God's word. Few there be that find it. But on the broad way leads to destruction is full of people. And you know what those people do? They claim the name of Christ. Well, I believe in Jesus. So is the devil. I've preached that they did too. Cast out devils. They did too. Well, preacher, I've done a lot of good works. They did too. God said, I never knew you. There was a difference, wasn't there? There was something about it. These people that were talking there in verses, in verses 22 and 23, they were people saying, but listen, but we're doing what all the, what the saved people are doing. We're doing those same things that, 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 that other folks are doing. I can imagine them saying, hey, we're doing the same thing as those Baptist folks that, that, that got saved, baptized, and out of church just because we didn't get wet. Or maybe they did. Maybe they baptized them, but they never were born again. Because Jesus said, I never knew you. You say, preacher, you mean lost people sometimes get baptized? Yep. Baptizing doesn't save you. It's the first act of obedience, though. That's why a lot of Christians never grow, never follow the first act of obedience. But what's happening today is very troubling to me, and what's happening in Christianity I believe what I see happening is preachers and congregations are buying into the generic religion. And the sad thing is, the sad thing is that these churches are being populated by people who should know better. Who one day carried a King James Bible and now they've laid it down. One day they heard the truth and boy, it really got their hearts, but they began to Something got them. He said, we're going to find something that makes me feel comfortable. And I'll guarantee you this. You'll find something to make you comfortable. I read, read an article this week. You know what they're doing now? I think it was a Lutheran church pastor. Decided since the football game starts at noon... We're going to have church at the bar. Don't, don't let this surprise. You go and search that on the internet, you'll find there's a lot of churches that are having their rent. They're going to the bar. They're inviting people to come in. The preacher buys them a beer, and he gets to give them the gospel. Yeah. So what the preacher, this was when the preacher said, we want people to come to the bar. And we will preach my message, which I probably wouldn't even want to hear his message. That'd be like going to the garbage man to take my appendix out. Amen. And they said, we want everybody to come because we know that people are going to want to watch the game. And if they don't come to the bar now, they'll come to the bar to watch the game on the big screen. So let's just have church here. And then they're right there for it. God have pity on a man that would be called a pastor to do something like that. And may God have pity on a people that would do it. 
That's how far we've come. You know, we sit in our independent Baptist church this morning and say, well, you know what? Those, those, that really sounds really crazy, but more and more. Hey, guess what? The wide path, that wide road that leads to destruction. I've told you about a preacher who got, got things going on in his church and in his life, his family, and I know it's just not right, was confronted about it. You know what he said? This is what he said. I feel okay in this now. I'm comfortable. Let me tell you something. You can get comfortable in a lot of bad things. There are people in pornography that are comfortable in their pornography. There are people that are comfortable in their drunkenness. There are people that are comfortable in their immorality. There are people who are comfortable in in their running around with someone else. Comfortable. I wonder how can a saved man be comfortable like that? And the Lord had some pretty harsh words to say about these folks. Verse 23 again. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What? Why, Lord, they just said they prophesied in your name. And they cast out devils in thy name. And thy name done many wonderful works. And Lord, you said they're working iniquity. Don't get mad at a Baptist preacher that preaches these things to you when you stop and think what the Lord was saying here. I did not write that. God wrote that. Yeah, but preacher, you got to realize, you know, it's 2023. You mean since it's 2023, the word of God's not valid? You know what your problem is? You watched too much TV. You've listened to too much false stuff. And you say, you know what? I can be spiritual over here. And I can go to this church and have all the spirituality. Why, we could, we could prophesy in my name over here, and we could cast out devils, and we could do many wonderful works. We'll have a soup kitchen. We'll have a fruit giveaway. Wow, we'll do all these wonderful things over here. That's what the people were doing. And then you get some Baptist preacher gets up and warns you about it, but God warned us about it before the Baptist preacher warned you about it. You say, well, preacher, you know, these things you're saying to me kind of makes me mad. You know, I came out of the, those, some of those different groups. Well, thank the Lord you came out of those groups. And does that mean that a Baptist church is perfect? No, but I'll tell you what. The Baptist church needs to be true to the word of God. Generic Christians have no idea about faithfulness. They have no idea about commitment, about sacrifice, moral purity, righteousness. It's like, you know know what the new thing is? It's just do whatever you want. Why would we come to a place where all of a sudden that you you have, have church in the bar? Why would preachers say, come, we'll give you a beer if you'll come to church? Why would we say that? That's how far we've come. I'll just say this evening, this morning. Now, some of you probably seems like evening I've been preaching so long on this. But I say this morning, you know what? Things have gotten really bad, but we need to stay firm and take the old paths. Amen. You see, generic means it's not the real thing. Like I said, I have a problem with it. Sometimes I get this way. I just want some cookies. You dip them in milk. 
Amen. That's the only good way to eat cookies, dip them in milk. My wife knows this. Sometimes I'll be on, we'll be on ready to go home after church. And I go, you know, I just have a taste for cookies. Now you're all thinking, man, that, you know, you're not supposed to. You have diabetes. You just mind your own business. And she goes, well, they didn't have the name brand, but they had these generic ones. I don't care because I like cookies. I'll be all right with, like, having generic like that. And I'll be honest with you, they're not the same, but they're cookies. I'll be all right with a generic brand of soup. You ever go in the store and see the price on soup cans? I'm like, I expect when you open it up, gold ought to pour out. I mean, as much as you pay, they pay, you pay for a can of soup, it ought to cook itself. I'm all right with that, but when it comes to the things of Christ, I want the real thing. Tofu. That ain't real food. Amen? I want the real thing. I don't want a, a, a vegan turkey dinner. You say, well, we made this jello-looking stuff like a turkey. Look, it looks like one. I don't care if it looks like one. I want the real thing. And I don't want a service that's like a, a circus act. I want something that is real and according to the Word of God. I want a message that's the Word of God. I don't say, I don't want, I don't want a message that says, hey, come here, tickle my ears like I do the dog, you know. Just tickle my ear. I don't want that. I want, preach to me the Word of God. Help me know what is right. You say, preacher, you make me upset about some of these. But you know what? The denominations I mention are okay with many of those things. You know it's true. When it comes to the things of Christ, I want the real thing. Joel Osteen. Oh, no, don't talk about Joel. He's so handsome with his curly hair. God loves you all. He's got something prepared for you. He wants you all to be rich. He's generic. He's generic. Oh, he shines. He's sparkly. I had someone else down here, but I don't think they shine too much. Joyce Meyer. She don't shine. She looks kind of gruff. <laughs> well, I'll have you all know. God don't want that. That's what I think you all do. Someone said women ought not be preachers, but God told me. Somebody's saying right now, he must watch her all the time. <laughs> I've only seen clips of it, amen? You say, you wouldn't watch the whole thing? No, I don't like throwing up. No, I'm not watching it. <laughs> I got gold coins.
about this? I'm not going to throw this. Look at that chunk of gold. Heads up. <laughs> Here you go, Bill. See if you can catch it, all right? Shiny. It looks like gold. It's a rock from my backyard. I spray painted gold. You know what? It's not real. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want a generic book. I don't want a generic church. We need to be the real thing. We need to be the real thing. You said, but preacher, you know, those groups here, we ought not criticize because they prophesy and cast out devils. And they do many wonderful works in Jesus' name. Got old Benny Rooster, Benny Hinn, it's close. But he does this thing, gets out there, takes his coat off, and he starts swinging his coat. He's slaying them. They're all falling back. These men, big grown men, falling back with Benny. Doing it in Jesus' name. No, it's generic. It's not the real thing. I could give you a whole list of names. Some of you are saying, what are the other ones? If you come back, I'll tell you again some other day. I just don't understand why someone would want a generic church, a generic Bible, and a generic salvation. It's not the same. Maybe you're here this morning, you're not saved. You said, man, preacher, I went through. I got, I got sprinkled. I took the Holy Eucharist. I did all the things. I jumped through all the hoops that they, that church said. No, Jesus said, you must be born again. You need to trust Christ as your Savior. Maybe you're here this morning, you're not sure you're saved. You need to come and trust Christ as your personal Savior. Maybe you've not been baptized since you've been saved. You say, well, preacher, well, you know, I'm, I, know I know all the excuses. Just do what God says. You ought to be glad you're in a church that's not generic. Oh, we may be a little goofy sometimes, throwing plastic money and gold around. But we're not generic. We believe the true way of the Word of God. It doesn't make you popular. But who's looking for popularity? I want the Lord someday to say, Well done, thou good and faithful church servant. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much again. I believe we've got a group of people who want the right kind of church, right kind of Bible, the right message. Lord, help us today to be faithful in these things. For many of the different ones we've talked about, and especially when it comes to the non-denominational ones, are folks that used to be straight down the line, but they began to compromise. Lord, many boys and girls are growing up today without ever hearing the true word of God. Because mom and dad are some generic church. It'll take us a whole lot farther than what they ever expected to go. So Lord, I pray you speak to us this morning. May we constantly be praying for our church. 
May the folks be praying for the pastor as we preach the word of God, stay true to it. Lord, may we not compromise it. Lord, help us to be faithful to you. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed this morning, I wonder if there's someone here that said, Preacher, if I was to die right now, I don't know I'd go to heaven. You say, well, I'm not going to die right now. Uh, I've heard many stories where people fell over in their seats in a church and died. None of us know how long we have to live. That's why you need to make sure you're saved right now. I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning and said, Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone this morning? Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Christian, has God spoken to your heart? Maybe some thoughts go through your mind and say, well, you know what? Sometimes I think preacher's so strict. I think he's just too strict. We need to just loosen up. No, we need to tighten things down. We need to make sure things are right. Maybe God spoke to your heart about something. Maybe you just want to pray for your church. Be a good thing to do. Ask God to help you stay strong. Stay on the straight and narrow way. Father, bless the invitation now. I pray that your will be done. Father, you be pleased with the decisions that we make. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.